Hello and welcome to Handels Bank and Insights. I'm Daniel Marnie. On this week's episode, we are going to take a review of the economic outlook following last week's data releases. We will also look at the commercial real estate sector, specifically what's been happening post-pandemic internationally. And I'm delighted to be joined by James Sprawl, Handels Bank and UK's Chief Economist. So James, economic outlook, let's cover the data releases first we had last week. Uh, We had some GDP monthly figures. Uh, What does that tell us about the UK economy? Well, thanks, Daniel. It tells us that we are stumbling along, really. And that's actually been our forecast for some time. And that's been the expectation of the markets for for quite some time as well. It's 0.2% up, which is nothing particularly exciting. Certainly not as exciting as the the sort of general uplift in numbers that we saw a, a few weeks before that. But um, one of the things that's certainly happened in the UK economy is that um, ourselves, but frankly across the Eurozone as well, um, our trend rate of growth is now all down very, very close to zero. So any sort of revisions and any sort of um, stumbles that we might have automatically raise the prospect, of course, of us diving into some sort of recession. It won't be a severe recession, um, but it's some sort of the, the recession word will get bandied around a lot. Uh, in general, what's happening, of course, is consumers remain reasonably subdued. We can look at the PMI figures, and they're all indicating um, that we are looking for some sort of constriction in business growth over the coming year. Now, remembering PMIs don't include everything. They don't include construction. They don't include government, um, various other things. But uh, in general, the gloom, it's not severe gloom, but there's just sort of an over overwhelming gray sky outlook. Nothing terribly exciting coming through in all of that. And that really does match the IMF forecast, of which has also uh, came out last week, uh, looking at what's going on in the UK. Now, that IMF forecast did not look at the the newly revised figures, and nor um, did it look at the new expectations of where interest rates will peak. They used the market forecast of interest rates, which saw them going up above 6%, uh, and they saw the UK economy stumbling along after that. So maybe there's a little bit of scope for something slightly better, um, because we do think, of course, that interest rates are now at their peak at five and a quarter. But even still, one of the things that we certainly expect to be happening now is that interest rates, um, it's going to take a year or more for people to adjust to those higher interest rates and higher bond yields um, that have come through. And that's true as, as true for the UK as it is for the rest of Europe. The the conflict that's going on in the, the Middle East, given there has been an escalation uh, over the past week, do you have any provisional thoughts about how this could affect the outlook here in the UK? Well, of course, what this is going to be pointed to is businesses simply taking a more cautious approach. One of the things that we need to see the economy uh, growing is going to be, for instance, business investment. And until they get some more clarity on, as to uh, what's going on and geopolitically, the businesses are going to remain cautious about that, you know, making that big jump on the next level of investment. So um, I would expect to see uh, here in the UK, but you know, frankly across the, the um, Eurozone and the US, a lot of caution coming through until we can, can get that greater clarity. How quickly that comes through is, of course, the million-dollar question to which I have no more idea than anybody else. And presumably going to take a few weeks to find out whether this conflict uh, spreads across the region. So, James, let's uh, move on to the commercial and residential property sector. Um, I believe you've been looking at a McKinsey report which has looked at various international cities and what's happened with those asset classes post-pandemic. So can you just perhaps start with the office sector? We did touch on this last week, but with a very much UK focus. What's, What's going on with the office sector internationally? Yes, well, this was a very good report, and I liked it because um, it did say here are a lot of the impacts that we've seen as a result of the pandemic, and here's what's going to be happening to 
um, the supply and demand figures. Now, what they looked at here was there's a lot of demand for Class A office space. That's, of course, the top grade, the most environmentally friendly, the most um, the sort of office space that big professional services firms tend to, to really like and to prioritize. And then they have Class B and Class C as well, which often older buildings often it's difficult, if not impossible, for those buildings to meet modern environmental standards. So, so what's going on with all of that? Well, what we can see, and what the McKinsey report highlights, is the demand for that top-grade office space, that Class A office space, is really quite significant. And you can see it across, the, they will look at the U.S., but you can see different cities in the U.S. That type of office space is, is usually getting the absolute top dollar. I'm sure the top pound would be similar here in the U.K., the questions come as to how much demand is there going to be me because it's, it is this particular type of firm which wants that space. And whilst there's many of those firms in, in big UK cities, um, probably not enough to continually push that demand all the time because it is typically more expensive. And the other question comes, what happens with Class B and Class C space? What we're seeing here is increasing pressure for those places to be converted into some sort of residential. And there's some estimates as to how much of the shortfall in residential space the UK has might be met by conversion of buildings. And particularly, I think it's useful to look at those Class B and Class C. One, it's expensive to convert them into Class A office space. And two, they often make the better conversions into residential space. And so I suspect what we're going to see is a reasonable pressure to to move in, in that direction. Now, one of the other factors that's really interesting on that McKinsey report is that whilst it points to you know what's happening to demand for these spaces, it doesn't assume or doesn't forecast what happens to price pressures. And so all it does is says that there's going to be, for instance, uh, about a 10% oversupply of uh, certain types of office space. But it doesn't say, oh gosh, that the prices of those spaces will simply move down. And clearly that's what's going to happen. We are going to see market pressures coming to bear and, of course, people accepting lower rents because there's not the demand for particular types of office space. So I think what the report is very useful in doing is saying to us, here's the changes to the supply, and then the market will take care of the demand. What did the report say about the retail sector? What's happening internationally? Well, it's interesting on, on retail. So it, it actually chimes very much with the sorts of things we've been looking at for quite some time in the UK. So before the pandemic, um, uh, UK, about 20% of retail sales were online. During the pandemic, that naturally streaked up to about 35%. And since then, it's fallen down to about 25%. And we've looked at a lot of data here, you and I, Daniel, over the, the last couple of years on what's going on there. Uh, in terms of, for instance, people like retail parks, they don't like shopping malls so much, and, and they're a little bit more indifferent on high streets. And the same sort of thing is coming through in the McKinsey report on what's going to, coming on to retail demand. There has clearly been an enormous impact of online. That's clearly felt uh, significantly by central London. They're only looking at central London in this report. Uh, that's clearly felt by central London um, uh, retail space where uh, people don't like to come into central London quite as much and particularly if they're spending more time working from home. So there's some interesting stuff on working from home uh, that comes through here as well which shows that um, if people are uh, working from the office for three days a week or more it actually has quite an impact on the amount of um, retail shopping that they do around their offices. Um, But if if they're only in for one or two days a week they almost certainly will do their um, sort of casual shopping uh, that might go, come on during a lunchtime around their homes. So um, there's some, some quite significant uh, impacts for um, uh, retail space in the big in the centre of big cities. And finally, on the residential sector, uh, during the pandemic here, we saw a bit of a dash for space, didn't we? And as a result, prices outside London went up more than in London. 
is that sort of trend being reflected around the globe? Yeah, there's been some um, some quite clear trends, and not of course just in the UK, but in other countries as well, of people moving out of big cities. Um, that's in part been reversed, but I think that there's particularly if people are working from home uh, a bit more than previously, that we are going to see uh, that shift to the suburbs. And as I say, some of that retail spending uh, takes place in the suburbs or has shifted to the suburbs as a result as well. The McKinsey report does highlight that. It's not just a, a UK trend at all. It's it certainly happened in a lot of other cities as well. Uh, and I also think it's worthwhile mentioning some of the limitations of this because, for instance, um, we looked at, at San Francisco, which is undergoing some of the same pressures that, that London is going, in fact, in, in some places, in some cases, a bit more acutely. But what the report didn't look at was the recent pri- uh, crime problems that we've seen in San Francisco that have been obviously highlighted in the media quite a lot. Um, and it doesn't go into those. And I think that those sorts of things are, one, hopefully they're more transient, but it's it's very, very city-specific as to whether that's going to be coming. So it's not a generalized pandemic issue. It's a much more uh, individual cities may have individual challenges, but it, those those challenges are not reflected in this in this uh, McKinsey report. So again, um, these are, are general guidelines. I think they're very valuable, but they don't necessarily explain the whole story in every individual case. Great, James. Thanks so much for those insights as always. And if you like what you've heard, don't forget to rate us on the app where you're listening because it helps other people find us. And you may also want to share this episode on social media. We look forward to you tuning in next week. Thank you.